welcome to welcome to our podcast. I think yeah, you you were on here before, right? Uh yeah, I think uh, last semester, right? I think so. Yeah, uh, something like that. I thought we talked about. I think we talked a little bit about Litecoin. Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. I don't remember what we talked about though. Do you remember the, the topic? Um, not really. I think we honestly just kind of just ended up going off uh, off page a little bit too. Yeah, I know we went off topic. I'll, I'll, I'm almost promising that. So we think we talked about Orlando. Oh yeah, we talked about Orlando. We talked about um, kind of its inception and talked about kind of where they came from and, and your ideas. And then we kind of did like a storyline of, or uh, not a storyline, um, a timeline more or less on kind of the process most like 2018 to pretty much up to when I came aboard and then kind of forward. So I do actually now I recall that now that I'm thinking of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I remember some funny moments in that. Yeah. Um, so today I've been, I've been waiting for this podcast to talk with you about this because I remember you and I, you're like, dude, we got, you got to wait like a certain amount of time. And I'm like, damn, dude, like I just, just, just talk about with this topic. And I remember yourself and I bring like conjuring up some, some ideas and things to talk, talk about. And I was like, okay, we need to talk about this. So finally we had the chance. So, um, we're gonna be talking about esports, and again, the, about this this topic for hours, right? Hours. And what what is so? Seeing that you're you're younger than I am, you so I've I've been able to see esports grow from something that was I want to say not talked about at all, but like pretty much not talked about at all. So it was something that um, people kind of not nah, people. I don't even think people even knew about it. Really, it was all like the behind, yeah. like digital behind the scenes kind of stuff. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. yeah, I was gonna think. I I remember like other countries. It was quite literally underground places. Yeah, because like pretty much back then, I don't have my notes on me right now, but. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just like they, they, it was all like MLG stuff and it was all like online, online competition in a way, but like it wasn't nothing extravagant, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we had, I mean, my, my peak, I'll, I'll say my peak was AW. So I was on DD doing, you know, 2v2 hard point time. You know, I remember it was what we had, had UGC, uh, gosh, CMG came out later. I mean, I forget there, there was a company that was a money fraud company that was a sponsor too. Those whole tournaments, um, money matches, I think was the name of it. Um, uh, really? It, there was, uh, what was it? So, I mean, some a decent amount of them are still around today, and they're also involved in collegiate, you know, game battles. Still, you know, hosting the main ladders. Um, Bro, it's really dude. just you know, where do the players go? Yeah, go? 
once came around and stayed around was who had the best customer service that's who really stayed around well the only the only experience i've had was was mlg i don't think i ever i did sign up for cmg and umg just never never did it um but there, there was a i remember doing gbs a lot actually and it was me so that was more God, when was that? We competed a little bit. It was more my brother, actually. My brother competed a little bit more than I did. Um, and it, that was more in Black Ops. No, 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 no. Yeah, Black Ops 1. And then when Black Ops 2 came out, that's when I pretty much started competing for the most part. So then I did... Uh, I remember doing GBs, and we it was a 3v3. Three three is myself, my brother, and a good friend of ours... And we did pretty well, actually. And the funny thing is we did pretty well, even though our friend of ours, his um, his internet was so bad. You could literally see him skipping across the map. Skip, 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 skip. But yet he was doing so well. And it, it could be attributed to people couldn't hit him as well. I don't know. But, like, when he got better internet, oh, my gosh, he was so good. It was insane. Yeah, now it's... It's like, do you have the internet? Do you have the right GPU? It's the right controller. It, it all comes down to what do you have to, you know, right monitor. Is it a one millisecond monitor? If you have a two millisecond, all right, you're already dead. Mm -hmm. It's at the point where it is pay to play, and no one wanted to see it get to that point. Right. I mean, we, we saw the exclusives come out. That was the first thing that, you know, I was saying, all right, hey, this is going downhill. But I don't think anyone truly imagined that we'd be seeing it. All right, you are paying, you know, the price of, you know, the original Xbox 360 and Xbox One even for components to be able to play esports. That is, oh, it's just kids following their dreams. Do they end up getting that money back? Do they not? Who knows? I mean, I, I've known players who have gone through six PCs plus, and they just end up getting those PCs how, how many? that have six plus. And they just end up giving them to family members, or they just end up having them in their house from, you know, the 1060 to 2070s. Now they're upgrading to 3060 Ti. Uh, some people are going other way, going crazy on the 4090 Founders Edition. I'm sorry. If you are doing that, you are going a little bit too crazy with the 4090 Founders Edition. Because the money for it, sure, but I I would personally spend that money somewhere else. Right. Um, especially if you got a 3060 Ti. Um, but, you know, that's something that we're, we never thought we would have been talking about this. When people were, it was always a debate, what is the best, console or PC? Now it's, we're having to play on PC, even play console. I mean, I actually got something for Christmas. I can now play my phone, play PlayStation. You know, play Xbox One from my phone. So it's to the point where, all right, everything's around $1,000. I think that's just going to be the standard of where do you want to play. It's 
you got a mobile gaming store, you know, APAC. I think that's going to be that's going to be a huge hit for APAC for uh, PlayStation. They're going to get make big bucks off that. They already mm-hmm. had it already. Um, if not, that's going to be a big hit in the states for I would say you know. I mean, we we saw the boom for Fortnite. That's going to be a huge boom. I mean, these kids are going to love that. I would assume being able to play Fortnite, be better at the game, and you know, it's only probably around thirty, maybe forty dollars for it. That's less than a PS4 controller. PS4 controllers are sixty dollars for a default. What is it? What's a PS5 controller at price wise? <laughs> Um, I would honestly, I believe all controllers, I was on Amazon around this, I guess this is a holiday, so everything might have been some marked up, but I would still say that everything is, they're the same, PS4, PS5, Xbox One, it's, it's all the same, they're truly just the same, and it's, I, I got my PlayStation 4 here, and honestly, it's probably, it's, it's still running. I was playing, I'm playing Overwatch just for fun, you know, I love God, but got me a break, play Overwatch. Um, it's... What did you see? I don't know. Did you see that PS5 has their own, um, kind of like, their own scuff controller? That is one thing I saw, and I was thinking honestly about, because I do see a few friends that, well, okay, that was a big flash lightning. Um, <laughs> but uh, that do have um, that scuff controller, and the only like, issue I would say with that is the paddles. They're not the same paddles. Like honestly, if I'm scuff, you're already in distribution. Make it the same paddles for the Xbox, the PlayStation. Everything the same. Start putting them out into your wall, like Walmart's more, so people can get them for, you know, one fifty, and then if they want to do something, you know, have those extra options for the extra money. You know, don't just be like, you gotta wait, you know, three or six weeks for your controller and spend two hundred fifty dollars minimum, plus shipping. Well, can so you even personally? Can you even get a, just a, a console though? I feel like people are finding it more now, but I don't see I don't see the 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 availability yet. If that makes sense, like if you don't go to the store and I don't see um, I don't see them just sitting on the shelf, you know. Yeah, no, and I mean my cousin, um, he had a place before um, it broke, and. He didn't know what to get. He didn't know. Um, he, they, they were lucky. They did find a PS5. Um, but he was like, "I'm for the price of this PS5, I can go out and get Xbox One Slim with like six other games. Mm-hmm. So they're there, but they're just spiked or you have to like, have a connection to someone who's just been holding on to it. That's like, all right, I just don't want it. I'll have it for the same that I got it for. I I'm yet to see it honestly. Um, I've seen maybe you've seen them like photos of shelves of PS5s and PS4s. No, I've not seen that anywhere. Um, from back at college in Midland, 
to Austin to going online to seeing the availability of online. I have not seen that. And it's. Well, so then I also saw something about they're coming out with their their next not the next gen but like then the ps5 like pro or you know what i mean like it's their next um their next version per se and supposedly that's like i think they're gonna re they're gonna it's almost gonna be like their redo so like when they initially launched the first time availability of parts and you know uh, microchips and you know processing processors and stuff like that were hard to find and that obviously made a, an impact on availability so like the supply and demand obviously was just, just gone you know what i mean like there's the the demand was so high and they just couldn't produce enough to to satisfy the supply or the demand excuse me so i think this is going to be their redo and they're going to try redoing it where they can make it more available because i mean dude I mean, it's it's pretty evident that pe- people have, have complained about you can't find one. If you find one, people are trying to to, to do resale and, and like up, up market. And it's just, yeah, I don't know. But to tie that into to, to the esports and where that's at, I feel like they need they need to go back to console. And the reason I say that is that one increases... Let's, let's let's look at this a couple different ways. One, that increases um, demand for console, which sucks in a way. But they could, I mean, realistically, they could go to Xbox. Seeing that Microsoft bought bought out, who did they buy out again? Activision. So, it, I mean, the FTC did file against that the lawsuit against them. So we are seeing what goes on. I, I mean, I. I could see, I don't know. I mean, Microsoft, you are, yes, the biggest, I would say, but if you let them acquire Activision, I don't know, personally. I, this, it's, I, I would like to see it go to Microsoft in hopes that it goes to the console. That's what I would love to see. But do I think that's going to happen? Unfortunately, no. I just, think there's going to be maybe an exclusive like they did say before and lie you know and there were lies about exclusives i believe that was playstation that lied about having exclusives so that's why they're cracking down FTC's cracking down it, but like you said i wish it was you know everything stayed on console where it was all right we're all playing on the same thing it's easier to see if someone's hacking it's easier to see if someone's doing this all right, the only difference, all right, maybe this person has a monitor, they're buying a battle beaver, or they're buying a scuff. Okay, that's, a, you know, right there about $400, $500, add those two together. But, you know, if they want to make it to the next level, that's the money that they're going to put towards it. You, they can go on, you can play some wagers with that money. That's something that they can do. But if we're talking about a PC, you know, a 4090, that just came out that you know that a founder's edition for a look that goes inside your PC. But that why but that's the problem though. That but that's the problem. And I mean there's people that can spend it. There's also people that are 
there's probably the vast majority of people that can't afford it. And I feel like that's the gap. It's people that was that one, if they, they have aspirations of, of to, to be pro or do something of that nature, they, they're like, okay, well I have to justify spending a couple grand on a really good computer to one, just be able to, to run some sort of game like that. And two, to, to keep up with, with someone that is competing at that kind of level. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's, it's such a, it's a, it's a crapshoot. Cause like now there's, there's a gap. Like when there's, when there was console, there's no gap. It's all this. It's literally, everything is the same besides the variables shrink from you, you have the same console. The only thing that the only variables you're going to have is internet. And, and I guess you could have a you know, hundred, you know, whatever um, kind of monitor realistically that you want to use and your controller. That's it. Literally it. But then if you go to computers and these PCs, now you have different processing units, you have different, different parts and pieces. Um, it's, it's, it just goes on. So like, I think you go back to console. Now you give the, the amateur per se, the chance to make something of themselves with less variables. Yeah. And I mean, whether they, you know, go to even, you know, I'm going to just, I know Alienware has a, you know, a great PC that has like a 2070 in it. So I'm going to use just their default PC that they, I see a lot of colleges uh, use to run up. Um, I think it's around like 1250 or something like that. Like there's a, you know, a nice PC that can get, get you through what you need. But just think of, again, what you could have done to get there already. And I'm not talking about, you know, the actual like controller, your monitor. I'm talking about, okay, let's go to a LAN event. That's a LAN right there. That is a trip to go prove yourself at Challengers. That's not, you know, just let me prove to people so, online. I'm, I'm going to interject real quick. I'm going to interject. So with this last event that happened is there was an open, correct? It was like a, it was an open for like the challenger. Um, correct. The pro I am. Okay. So I think what's interesting about that, um, a buddy of mine, I know you know the name PRS cause I remember you, you've, I've spoken about that with you. Um, team that did pretty well. All these top, uh, top eight, seventh or eighth or something like that. So they did pretty well for the most part. Oh yeah. I I showed you the team. And they're a good team. They do really well. They're doing something right now too. They're just in an event, not an event, but like a tournament or something. But anyways, um, I feel like this is the first time I've seen something like that where it's given amateurs or the challenger or pro-am scene something to, um, to showcase them and to showcase their abilities. Is that correct? Yeah. And I like, I honestly will say, I think we are on, I think the next wave of players is about to come. Like, I think this age of players, we got Stumper Iron, Crim 60s coming out. I think this is when the next wave is about to come, for Call of Duty at least. Oh, did you see Cheen retired too? Yeah, I mean, we're seeing, yeah, we're seeing, that's the thing. We're seeing a lot of players 
stairs higher. Um, I mean, we're seeing guys that, you know, were with us with ORL, um, whether they make it to an academy team or now they're on, you know, the, you know, the shout out to Mac and Sib out on that main stage. You know, it, it really shows what happens in, you know, three years. But they, I, like, they got recognized from small events, mm-hmm. these players. It wasn't like they got recognized from, let me go out of my way and buy expensive anything. Or play play yeah. a league play or something. Exactly. It, you know, it was, let me go online, let me have some fun with my friends. And that's what it was. That whole trip was, let's have fun. You know, we go, I get there. I was the last one to arrive at the house. They're playing pool. You know, Fizz playing basketball. That's all what it was. And that's what video games should be. And eSports should be. It should just be, let's have fun and let's eat. It shouldn't be, you know, a worry about, all right, we got to spend, you know, every three months. We got we to upgrade something of our setup. It should be, all right, let's buy this console. Or let's buy... I don't know whether they come out with a PC that has the exact same components, but they market it's Microsoft. We'll call it the, but the, the Microsoft 360 PC. I don't know, but well, they come out with something like that. Like we need to, I feel like there just needs to be a standard. What this this last event, um, they had the pro am scene there competing, but this I didn't get to see the stations. I saw some pictures, but I didn't really get to, in detail. Did they have the same setups as kind of like the pros did, where they had the uh, PCs at every single station, or no? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so what it was, it was. Um, I'm gonna say uh, um, just picture. So it was the four v four. You're just looking right at your opponent. Same PCs that were on main stage. Um, also, your own headsets. Um, I, I'm not. I'm unsure if they made you have the uh, extra in-air ones because it is a LAN event. Um, a lot of times they do make you have extra in-airs and then your own headset, but I don't know. Uh, so it was pretty set up like a casual LAN um, with the uh, PCs that would be the same on main stage. Uh, you know, someone from uh, Northwood was there um, back uh, with phase one. They, you know, they had a great run, um, and you know it's. You know, I'm happy for him. He's proving himself because, like, we actually started this. We started talking about internet. A lot of people say it's about internet these days. I'm not going to name who said this about this player, uh, but he's a very well-known player. He called him out, and he got first rounds at this pro am. That says something right there. It's focus on this. Esports should just be a group of friends doing what they want, just like everything else should be. It's a brotherhood sport. Yeah, and you get the the camaraderie that that's built. I feel like is something that uh, that lasts. I mean, I mean, you've experienced it. I've experienced it somewhat. Um, it's just, it's just, it's, that's what it should be. But it's 
become such a conglomerate, such a, a business-related um, area that it's it, yeah the franchising the um, just yeah I don't know man it's just I don't want to say it's less fun to watch but like I get so bored dude like these events that that go on the twitch and stuff like I I barely watch them to go like oh I'm, I'm I don't even know. It's just it's just another franchise thing. You have soccer or football. You have ho- hockey, baseball, football. All this stuff is franchise, and I get it. There's 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 revenue uh, brought in because of it, sponsorship, etc. I get it. But at the end of the day, it's just I feel like it's less fun to watch because I always enjoyed watching. Um, your loser bracket teams or these smaller teams that go there to make a name for themselves just make a run, you know? Like, this team that you never heard of, like, I'm okay with the names and I'm okay with maybe, like, the franchise names, whatever, but, like, if you're gonna make this this pro-am thing, I mean, I don't know how they would restructure it, but, like, just give these smaller teams a chance to play these bigger teams, too. That's how some of these players... Stump, Krim, whoever. That's how they made things back in the day. That's literally how they did it. Not this franchise program separated sh- crap, dude. There's no way. Like, there's a, there's a, there's such a separation gap between the league and the program scene or the amateur scene that it's so much harder to make that step than it should be. Yeah, and I just, and I- yeah. Sorry, keep going. No, you're going. Uh, I want to add on. Not only that is, you know, it's the friendship groups are stronger now than they were back. You know, when Seth and you know Nate shot and everyone was, you know, starting their careers. You know, the community is just that tight. Everyone has their circle that they trust already. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're not already in one it is pretty tough to get in one. Um, to be accepted into a, you know, you know, open arms into it, you're going to want, you're going to have to meet them at least in person once or twice. And I, I feel, and it's, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. Like there's nothing better than the MLG days where, you know, you know I remember it was, the loser back at run on the group. Orlando Reapers were playing Gone Gaming. And it's like, I'm on the edge of my seat. All of a sudden, it's like, and Gone Gaming are gone like that. I miss, like, when the casters would, like, hype up, like, the lower bracket ones. And, and all right, how far are they going to go? Like, you don't know how far your, a team's going to go. Like, I miss that. Or at least six challengers. And I, I could go on for days about how I would want the challenger thing to be. And... If, it, well, how, how would you restructure it? Like if you go from, say, it's a three-day event, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, how would you restructure it where it maybe ties into these, um, I mean, is this a strict, strict challengers? Or are we talking like the challengers leaks into playing these league teams? I mean, it's... I just don't feel the challengers isn't getting the recognition. That's that's what I, I, I can just 
to say. Like, it does not get the recognition it deserves. And you can see that with the Academy team. You know, you got LAG, you got Rocker, you got Boston Academy. They have Sensor. You know, why isn't the viewership larger with, you know, Academy teams playing? Especially when these matches have been ridiculously close between some of the main ones. Like, you should be wondering, okay, this team could actually be, they should be in the main. They shouldn't be the, they should not be the academy. They should possibly be in the main. Or at least you should have, be sitting down and talking with everyone. We might have to do some roster mania. So, I don't know what's going on. Especially, it's a $300 million league. And that is without, that, that is just the league fees. We're just talking $25 million league fees. We're I not thought it was talking about Wait, 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 wait. How much did you say it was for just a league fee? Twenty five million dollars. Okay. I thought wasn't it initially like ten million when like coming without the modern no modern warfare? Right? That's when they they franchised. Um, I think that's when they franchised. Because um, I remember that was the game where they had like Chicago Huntsman and um I can't remember I'm pretty sure that's the game. Uh, I know, but so I mean, I I know a lot about like what um, what happened with Boston and the extra investment that they had to get from Boston influencers. I'll say, you know, I'm not gonna give out the name. Was an extra twenty million dollars. So they had to get an extra twenty million dollars, and you could see what happened year one. That you know who the sponsor was. And it, they needed that. They couldn't start the season unless they had that for a lot of reasons. I mean, you got to get everything going that you would at a regular business. You got to get your marketing. You got to salary everyone. It's like you got to show you have everything set to the franchise, not just $25 million. You got to show that, yeah, we're set for this year. We're set for the next year. We're set as a franchise. We are a set company. So we can actually come in and be a team. So it's to the point, I just want to see the challengers focus more on that. Host tournaments for challengers. Do you why know what, who, you why know the, 12 challengers out? You know who that makes me think of? Who who do you think that makes me think of uh, that we, we worked with um, that kind of was about the amateurs and then sold out for the money? Who am I thinking of? Come on. You know. Come on. I, I honestly don't. Go, come on. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, We'll say, what's the, uh, he partnered with, uh, not, well, don't say the name, but like they partnered with, uh, oh, yeah, oh, the okay. Mutineers. All right. Yeah, I, I see what you mean, and we've been unfortunately like we've seen a few name changes like that with some other people uh, mm-hmm. similar, and it just wraps right back into its business and it what they have to do to keep their business going. And hey, but I'll, I'll part to them, but it's, that's just I, in my opinion, that's just selling out on your purpose, like for what you. It all up. That was your your whole premise of your business was to give the little guy an opportunity to shine. 
Yeah, and in the, I mean, you got two two guys now that are in the league who thank you specifically that event from 2018. You know, they thanked him specifically for that event. That uh, that was an event that got them some exposure. Mm-hmm. And but, I'm not but saying but I you don't see this anymore. I mean, I th- you don't. Is and it? I, I think I talked to the guys, and it's. Is it NJ Rod still going on on the east on the east coast? Uh, yeah, I believe. Um, to my knowledge, I believe NJ Rod is MES is. Um, uh, AGN has switched to CGN. Um, and then everything else in my all collegiate and uh, CEL. So I guess we could. Okay, so we'll, we'll kind of like concede on that topic. Yeah, we, we both kind of have always been a firm believer in, okay, if you want your sport, we'll say it's a sport, right? If you want that sport to grow, you need the little guys. Because if you don't have the little guys, you, and because obviously they have a, a mass, they've ex, expanded exposure on Twitch and uh, YouTube, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because of viewership. But if you want your sport to grow, and because if you think about it, NFL, all these pro sports, kids kids grow up wanting to do that, and they want to prove themselves by doing that. So they would go to college to do it, etc. And you do that now to go to college to be an esports player, or you can kind of that you can. There's more exposure to that now than there was when I was that age, and I think what's nice about is there's more of a there used to be for the, there was a a stigma on gamers right fat old dude not fat old dude this fat dude sitting in his chair eating Cheetos uh, out of shape etc now maybe that was more true in the 80s and 70s but now there's there the stigma has shifted to you know you have these control drinks you have um, energy drinks that are, are more I don't want to say they're healthier, but they're, there's better stuff in them per se. Like even G fuel and all these other drinks, um, juggernaut, <laughs> um, they're still, they're better alternatives for sure than like a Red Bull monster, but like, there's still a lot of stuff in them that are not the best for you in mass consumption. Right. And, um, I, then, then I wrote down Jim shark, like now Jim, not Jim, is it Jim shark? No. Yeah. 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 So Yeah, they've Harold and Shark. Yeah. There's a connection with them with gamers. Like there's a huge uh population of people that promote Jim Shark in the gaming community. Obviously uh I think Sensor uh, was one of them for a while. I don't think he is anymore, but I, I remember him repping that stuff for quite a long time. But uh it's there's a diff- there's a shifting stigma of, of gamers and there's health in there's mental health, there's just regular health involved in that, which is cool. Um, but it's, it's, it's sad to see that the little guy who's, who's the, the common person promoting G fuel behind the scenes, uh, buying the products, um, just the games and stuff. It's those people that are losing out on the opportunity to, you know, become pro because they have a lack of, uh, of financial stability to buy these, these mass gaming quantities or, or, uh, gaming setups 
and just kind of stick with the the times per se and they don't have the exposure like we just talked about they don't have that ability and if you need to do that you have to literally somehow find find a way you know you have to find a way to be be seen so like that's the sad part and yeah kind of like a 360 on that but yeah from from game battles back in the day to you have the pro league it's been an interesting shift in competitiveness for esports, but, um, anyways, so I, I want to talk about a little bit about Litecoin, and the the reason I want to talk about Litecoin, and this isn't like in vast detail, um, let's get write this down. But are you so talk about um talk about Litecoin and where they are right now? on an esports like where, where are you guys like coin esports um where do you i'll include like a like a thumbnail or something in like an actual video for youtube but where is uh where is Litecoin at right now as far as esports uh so we actually had a team i'm blanking exactly what the placement was we're in the fortune we made it all the way to the finals of fortune p uh warzone 100k um, oh, you had a you had a Warzone team. Yeah, and they played. They did very very well. They placed right before the last CDL team. I forget who that was. Um, but it was they unfortunately just had that one event, and then after that, it was the Apex guys just started going ham, and you know they just won. Recently, you know, the last challenger, challenger three, to put them into split two, and you know, it all all on top five killers for that week. It's so that's I mean, those guys, those those guys for Apex are something else. Like that's all I can say is we so we guys- literally go we go. We, Meanwhile, we're like, hey, you win this week? Sam, Daniel, McLovin, we gotcha. <laughs> Put some trolls out as a meme. These guys are ready to take on the Pro League, and they're just ready to take on the world. So, you know me, I love watching someone see to make it to the next level. So, it's with Litecoin or if they do get an offer for that, they can't, you know, abuse. I just want the best for these guys. They've proved themselves. And that's one thing I, I want to say. Apex does a great job at promoting Challengers League. Cause pay attention to how they do it. If it's on the weekend, find time, communicate with the leagues. It's not too hard, Activision. I, I know because there were issues, you know, with some of the collegiate land events. Like, there was, you know, I, I'm not going to say, but it's just, there's a lot of things that Activision has to get right as planning. Well, it, and why, why don't you think that they've, they've, they've been doing this for, I would say, a while now? Why don't you think they'd be able to do it right? 
I want to say, well, the amount of people now that, so let's go back to your member, NGE, from Austin. Mm-hmm. They, he got an email that he could no longer, you know, host the events because, you know, activists didn't allow him to. The amount, the amount of events that, you know, people just didn't care if they got the okay from Activision or, you know, back then, it was just, we're hosting tournaments. We're not asking for permission. Now you have all these official companies hosting a large prize money, um, whether it's for collegiate, we even have high school now. It, you know, locals are still there, and they got to get the approval from Activision now because it's a franchise. Mm-hmm. And that's just conflicting with everything because then you have, let's say, you got Legit, you got the Pro AM. Okay, you got the Pro AM. All right, you also got Scrim. While you got that, you got something going on, you know, we got local. Like, there's so many things going on for these teams that they have to lay out probably almost a year in advance, and some of these players, you know, I can say, you know, North, North recently, they had to play while they were in a, playing for a, closing out the Vanguard season, they had to play while they were at Atlanta then. That was the only way they could play for their uh, Challengers team. Was we had to, you know, rent some, uh, thankfully, there's a place I was able to pull around for them. If there wasn't a place open until 4 a.m., well, that would be two teams that would have to forfeit. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want, is for them to say, okay, am I going to forfeit our collegiate team and play for our challengers because they're a T8 and a T4 rosters? Or are we going to have them you know, play for the college that they're at? Like, that's a big issue right there. How much... And how much does the the collegiate, um, collegiate level? How much does that play into uh, the pro scene ish? Like, does it does it kind of tie in a bit at all, or do do you think they look at um, that that level or caliber of player, or what do you think? I mean, I would hope they're looking at the CCL or the CDL. Considering, you know, I'm going to use Kev. Congrats, Kev. You're on Rocker. You're on Rocker Cat right now. Um, that's that's a huge that's a huge dub, you know. Um, but again, it ties into what are they doing beyond just the collegiate level? You can't just play collegiate and expect to, boom, make it to the next level. You have to prove yourself outside of just collegiate, because you do have those universities that will be club teams. So it will be just a group of friends, let's say, you know, you, me, your brother, and my brother, you know, going off first, a full, you know, LAG Academy team. We know who's going to win that one. So it's, again, it is pretty new, but we've seen, you know, when I was looking at colleges, there was less than 150 that had esports. Now there are 500 that have Call of Duty. Over 500 that have Valorant, and I mean that just shows how fast it's grown over you know three years. So, so I mean, so the quality of player is is good in that scene. 
I, I honestly, I would say you got the friendships because they're already the players that are off at the top. They're going to be, you know, playing all these top challengers teams. They're going to be in those friendship circles. They're already going to be known. And yeah, I mean, I think that they're going to be known who they are. And I would say that maybe not so just watching all of the CCL, if they're not doing that, what they should, it doesn't matter the team. Um, you know, I don't just watch Northwood. I, 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 I don't know about the amount of channel points of CCL and CCL Bravo. Uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the CDL was like, all right, right. And I'm not just saying the CDL. It's cause this is goes to the players in the CDL, the coaches and the analysts probably saying, all right, let's watch this university versus this university and this university. So they probably have, you know, a few universities in their mind of who they're watching. But you got to expand because, you know, there's definitely going to be an underground university that pops off one year, pops off one night, that, you know, one person could be great at what you need. And that's all it is. Everyone's a piece of a puzzle. They could not fit at, you know, one college. They could take a college to the national championship later that season. Could they do the same at the CDL? How, Who knows? How many colleges participate at that level? Uh, so, I mean, we got, there's NACE, NECC, UGC. I mean, does, um, does, does it depend on the, the genre of game? Yeah. Um, so for uh, the, I'll, I'll use uh, um, Valorant for an example. Uh, for the Red Bull College that just ended recently, uh, 500 teams competed to represent USA. Dang. Um, so shout out USA for coming out on top and winning the world championship. Um, but it's it really does show you, I mean, just how fast and how many colleges have started to grow their esports program from, I mean, when I was looking, there was basically nothing in Massachusetts. Now it's, I walk in Boston, I'm like, okay, here we go. Left, right, left, right, left, right. Um, I really, you know, there's a lot of universities in Boston that I would you know, that um, I would love to see these universities, you know, they're D1, great at this. Let's see them take it to the next level. Let's see what that would look like because for, for your, it's just, I would say it's a sport now. Esports is a sport. I mean, did, you can make it full time. Didn't we talk about that like last anything. time? No. I want to be just. Was yeah. that you or Marty? It's one of, it was, it was, I think it was you we were talking about uh, if uh, the classification of a sport and it, how the how we can classify esports as a sport compared to um, compared to like a football or, or baseball or something of that nature, you know. And I mean, we, again, that's something we can always talk about later on too. But like. I'm I'm like in between, I do and I don't. Cause like I said, I mean, you played sports too, but like 
it's just I don't know I it's just there's a lot of gloating for being good at something that you know I mean there's there's if you're like a, a pro player right now I mean you're definitely better than the majority obviously you wouldn't be in that spot but at the same time you're also playing a video game with top level other players which also improve your abilities and the equipment you have is also better than majority of people so like when you cut when you get done to an actual sport we'll say uh baseball or track or something your abilities are your abilities so like the the variation i don't know you know what i mean like there's there's and like yeah, esports, how much is truly you and how much is truly... that's what i'm saying like it's, it's either you or your equipment and football, granted, your equipment can make a difference in a way, but like the equipment you're using in esports is obviously what you're using, and that's defining your abilities. If that makes sense, like yep, I would say ninety ninety percent of of your abilities is based on your equipment. The other ten percent is you and your 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 fast twitch, your 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 uh, your IQ, if you want to call it. So I think like. Well, maybe say 85% is your equipment. But, like, at the end of the day, is it really a sport? Is it not a sport? Um, I know there's competition. So, like, I mean, like, that kind of classifies as a sport. So, I've always been in between on that. And I can kind of say that because, like, I played sports. So, like, I don't know. It's just, I'm opinionated on that, more or less. Yeah, so, I don't know. So, I, I grew up playing lacrosse, and there was never a pro league for lacrosse. But what did happen was someone that loved lacrosse carried her out and made a pro league because colleges adapted it. So you should go on. You can be age five all the way through college, playing, getting all the way full rise to college. And then right after that, you know, Paul Rabel announces the PLL. There you go. And... There goes, you know, there goes that. So it, I don't know, maybe do we just need more time for it to be official or, you know, heard just early? I don't know. Because, I mean, I, I, well, the PLL, so I would say it's what, two years old, three years old. The pro so, uh, this is the uh, Pro Lacrosse League. Yeah, I feel like it's not. I know it's not that old. I can tell you that much. It's only been a couple of years. Yeah, so it's you know it really shows. Like I, I personally, I could see Hex being the one. He has been here since COD two to you know be the face and say, all right, this is what we have to do, and. I would want him to be the face because, you know, he said it on his own podcast. You know, being there since COD 2, you have seen the game evolve. Mm -hmm. You have seen what works, what doesn't work, what the community wants, whether it's zombies, whether it's the campaign, multiplayer, and comp. You know what they want. So, and let's face it, we all came from just a casual we were never all, no one comes and you're like, yeah, we're insane at this game. You buy your first Call of Duty, you're just here to have fun. So everyone's there just to have fun at the beginning. 
and then you ha end up winning money. That's, that's just how it is. The beginning, there was no money. It was more fun. The money gets added. Now there's pressure. Get added. And, that, and this is where, you know, the more money gets added, the more pressure every organization seems to be under. And, you know, think, let's think back, honestly. Do you remember Rostermania around MLG time? Mm-hmm. Wasn't as bad. You knew what was going to happen. If someone was going to get dropped. Because for the most part, these are your friends. This was your family that was with you that you're going to compete with. There wasn't going to be a true roster mania. If there was going to be a roster mania, it was going to be your substitute that lived in the house with you. And that's your roster mania. It's, oh, dang. Yeah, let's talk about that, too. Freaking team houses back in the day. That's yeah, not, that's that's not a thing good. anymore. Yeah, so that's the thing. You know, chemistry is gone. It's, you know, we see a lot of these things that I do love some of these teams, you know, they'll put out content. Um, you know, Rocker um, put out, uh, they had their academy guys um, try spam for the first time. That was pretty funny. You know, that's, that's, that's a good, um, but it, then you'll see them try to draw, you know, um, other teams mascots for the first time and stuff like that is good, but it's, there's nothing like. I'm getting goosebumps from this actually. Uh, Scump's retirement video when he's walking to the setup of him and Nade in those plastic ears. Because I remember that. I remember that stream. I remember those YouTube videos. Those are I mean, good that, videos. Those are the days. Those, those truly were the days. I mean. MC, I, I could go. I, I that was time, and I mean, I, I don't. It's sad. This is the last year, and it's he, hopefully he's gonna see him though. He's, he's gonna be making so much. He's already talked about how much content he's gonna be making. Yeah, I, I I hope that he stays with Optic, and he's also a voice for the scene. I mean. I think uh, Hector would be stupid to to allow someone like that to go uh, like separate more or less. Like, how would you? The guy is just—he's charismatic for one. He makes good content. He's obviously good at what he, what he does. Like, you just can't let some of that kind of content go from Optic, especially he's been with that that brand for years. So, like, losing him. I feel like I think Hector knows that. Like, if you lost, uh, so for example, if you look at all the old players that played for Optic that stays with Optic to make content, the people you think of is uh, Embos, who does really doesn't make that much content anymore. Um, you have uh, oh, what's his face? Uh, I can't think of his face. He has uh, it's him and those two guys that uh have like that their own kind of like brand but with underneath optic uh it's like the it's like they're the paradise something no hitch yeah oh my god dude so hitch he's another example like he makes good time to content to like then there then the informal again not much content but he's kind of more competing still a little bit and then you have maniac who again 
not much content. And then you have Scum. Then you have Seth, who is obviously making content while he's playing. But once he's done competing and can focus on content, dude, imagine. Imagine the content that dude's going to make. So there's literally, if you if you lost him, I feel like Optic's content would just take it probably like 20, 20% dive in what they're doing right now. I almost guarantee it. Because who else, who else in Optic is make, making the content, uh, the size, the sizable content that Seth is? No one. I would, yeah, I, I would yeah. debate that numbers wise. Yeah, I mean that's where I keep going back. Is I mean, you think of Hex and I honestly think of all father figure board. They both nature. Anyone honestly that's been an optic. Especially the Alpha Call of Duty side. I think of him he's a father figure to all those guys. Um, you know, Scump, Nade. I mean, whether Scump does stay or, you know, whether he says, All right, I'm gonna take you know, some time off and then come back he's always gonna be welcome. Whether he goes to a hundred thieves, whether he goes to Optic. He's going to be welcome. Whether he starts his own organization, he's going to be loved wherever he goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, I wouldn't be shocked if this you know, is the number one selling. It's, he's, you know, he's just the kind of player who win, lose. He's, he's there for his team. He's, he's there for his, those guys. But he's just one of those guys that when you think about esports, that's who you think about. He's one of the probably top ten. I would say, let me. Regret, I'm not gonna say greatest, but like, he's one of the five peop, top five people. When you think about competitive esports, he's one of them. Literally, like, there's no one like. There's a couple other guys, but like, when you think about competitive esports, and like a, a staple, that's he's one, maybe top three. Yeah, I mean. Uh, like if I close my eyes, and a lot of esports. Hex obviously is going to come to mind. Scump is going to come to mind as a player, and the third one—I I don't know—the third one would be hard. If I just well, crunch everyone down to the third. You could say you could say Crimzix, or you could say Karma, but I don't know, dude. Like it's just like it's, it's because of if it's again it's. Part of part of re- part of the reason that Seth has has made a name for himself isn't just esports; it's his content. That's what people don't think yeah. about. It's like if you look at his content, that's what fuels his his fan base around him and his name, and him as a brand, and that just fuels his his image and likeness in esports. Yeah, and that that really is like there's the green wall and there's scum. I'm going to call it, you know, guards because we call him the king. Mm-hmm. So you see it everywhere you go. You see it when you're, you know, I was at Major Four last year. You see it everywhere. You see it in New York. They're there. They're not going anywhere. Everywhere Optic goes, Skunk fans will be. And I'm curious what. You know, how loud is it going to be next year? Will they keep up the noise? 
because, you know, they still want Optic to win for Scump, or is it going to be, you know, less fans paying to go and actually see Optic play because they wanted to just see Scump? But, I don't know. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, I'm happy I get to see him again, you know, at Major 2 in Boston. It's, I hope I, you know, run into him and, you know, honestly thank him for everything he's done over the years. You know, from, literally from, you know, cross master of the Scorpion, you know, double triple kills with the MSMC. It's, I don't know, like, what can't he do? ASM one, like, cleaning hills and AW. He's done it all. So I, I don't know what else, like, Skump can do. He's lifted that trophy. He is a world champ. He's got that ring. And he deserves it. So it's, it's like, wherever he goes, he's going to be back and... He, they're all going to be happy for him. It, you know, I, I am curious, you know, I, I, I'm sure you saw Crumb Six's tweet as well. I'm curious, you know, is he going? Um, is he, is he get, going to a different team? Uh, he did. Uh, he, it's a, he tweeted out it's official. Oh. Uh, he, you know what my thoughts about that? People were saying that uh, 100 Thieves were going to pick him up. I could see that, um, and I would say, like, he's, like, if you watch his content this year, he's, he's good, and that's where, like, I know some people, like, actually don't like Crimsix, but he's still a, a good player, and I am going to wrap it into, you know, Paco. Um, you know, after, you know, he won, he's like, I, I won. I proved Crim 6 wrong. But it, you know, it's, that's where you got the brotherhood. But now, all right, Crim 6, we know he's not going back to that team. He's out of that circle. But what does this mean for the rest of the league? So, like, you can kind of see, like, what, Knowing some circles, where is Krim going to end up? By I think it's, it's going to have to be a team that he fits in well with. Otherwise, he's not going to go to some random team. It's yeah, it's going to be a team that are more so vets that need another vet too, because they're not going to want. I mean, I honestly. I'm upset with a decent amount of how these academy teams are going. Why is that? I'm upset. I mean, I think, yeah. If you, if, I think if a lot of these teams sit down, you can make your team so much better. Um, and I'm talking from academy, switching your academy team and main team, um, everything. I mean, some, we know they're just marketing. And I'm sure you know who I'm using, talking about for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, some they're just absolutely insane. Their their academy team, you know, they there are players on their academy team that should be on the main. Um, but you know, we're not in those columns. 
we're not in all those scrims. We're not hearing the comms. So maybe that's the issue. They're not there. They don't have the chem yet. Maybe they will be, you know, let's say major three. But I just personally, I don't know. And especially with for a season that's that started early, I, I, I don't know. I would really love to see something for the academy. It's like whether we get at least all academy teams just playing each other so we can see which academy team truly is the best. I would love to see something for the academy team to prove themselves to not only their organization, but to all of the players in the CDL. Because they all have, they all have something to prove. They're in the CDL. They all are in there for a reason. So let them prove themselves. Don't like you got to have S one B in a franchise on a challenger like oh not challenger academy team is the closest to I guess the CWL format that we're ever going to see again. Which is that? Like, I mean, we grew up. We, you know, we both saw, you know, them grinding through pool play. You know, playing whether it's ghost gaming, uh, denial, um, these, you know, HK, it's like HK or whatever. Everything. There, there were so many orgs back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like more probably more than the 128 that were trying to go. I remember people always trying to buy those passes. You can't even do that anymore. So it's, it's yeah, it's it really was yeah. just. I I wish it, they got to do something where you know they showcase more talent. And I think they got to look at Apex and say Apex is doing it perfect. And at what point, because it's driven by money, do they not change anything because? Realistically speaking, right now they're making a ton of money off of what they're doing. I think it's gonna come down to optic, and with that, when I mean optic, I mean this is Scum's last year. There's already rumors flying around of optic selling their spot. Really? I I wouldn't be shocked if they sell it in their. If, because of how much stress X is under, and I mean, it's just—I it, it, mean, Hex literally—he made a great example. He's like, "You got the sandwich. Where's the meat? I mean, like, you don't have the actual product. That you're paying twenty-five million for a league to be run correctly, and." You know, you're not getting that. Well, he's yeah. I've I've heard him complain about um, how they're running it, and I remember. I guess I I don't know if I told you this last time, but uh, there was one podcast. He was like, he goes to be honest, if they run more online tournaments and we have to compete online again, he's like, I'm gonna say no. We're not doing that. That's ridiculous. Where I'm not paying. I'm not paying for the spot to do that. And I, I I agree. I mean, we weren't before. You know, events would be canceled. I'm talking pre-COVID. If something went on, these events would be canceled. You wouldn't be playing from your, you know, I'm going to say your 360 at home. 
they're going to be having guys use walls, everything. There's no way they're playing an event at home. And I don't blame them. There's, I would never want to do that. But you're, I mean, you're literally paying you're paying $25 million for that spot, right? You're paying $25 million for a spot. You're paying f- how much, whoever, whatever it is, their salary, the given salary per player, for them to play online – and but it comes. It still comes down to. That's where it comes down to. And I, I'm going to say this. This is a quote. I guess we can even take from one an academy player. On land, you're never going to hit that shot. Players say that, and I mean, or even even I mean, this is another one. He doesn't even get that shot off on land. We hear this all the time, and it's, it's not different. whether it's true or not. It's, I mean, with the M4, yeah, okay, it's different. All right, now we got the TAC 56, but it's it's like you need land to just show everyone's even. You can't have you know people with you know. All right, we're all we all got fiber. What are we gonna do? House twelve or like twelve organizations all down in Texas, get them all fiber, all in the same building. I'll use the complexity, you know, game shop, you know, center. Like it, it just doesn't make sense. You can't do it to make them even. It, it, there's no way to make it even. Mm-hmm. So the only way is to have them at that land. So I'm with Hex. If you're if you're gonna say here comes, you know, especially right now, you know, we're seeing a rise of COVID, um, which was, you know, predicted. But it's, if it's going to go on, if they're going to cancel a major and say, hey, major two or major three is online. No, I would, I, I would 100% say no. I, yes, I'm with them. You're, you're not paying for an online, so you're not paying for online. If you wanted that, go play pub, go play rain play. Go play money eights with your guys. So I'm saying, man, like it's that's what I'm saying. Like you have this sport that you're paying that's so many millions and millions and millions of dollars involved in, and they're like, no, you gotta stay home and do it like that. It's like, dude, you're they're paying so much money to 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 be involved in something for livelihoods and whatever, and that that's not that's like that's like, uh. NFL players, oh, you got to play the Packers and the Cowboys to play uh, against each other on Madden. You know what I mean? And granted, it's not really the same. I shouldn't really, I don't know, it's not really the, the fair comparison, but like the optimal competitive area or competitive environment, they're not allowing it. And why would you pay all this money to not to do that, to compete at the highest level possible? Yeah, and I mean, and it's not like strangers are the ones franchising either, right? I mean, you look at who's buying, you know, some some of these franchises. You know, they own, you know, they own traditional sports teams, we're going to say. They don't just go in there like, yeah, I guess esports is topping off. No, they're already in the traditional sports area. That's why the apparel went straight to Fanatics once the franchise happened was because you had teams that were in the NHL, in the NFL, like already there. We were already in that space. 
So it made sense. Let's up the price from $60 to $80 for a jersey, which, sorry, that's going to take a little bit for me to get that. Um, I'll t- I'd rather take in like, a hoodie for an extra 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say than an $80 jersey. Um, but it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like, a lot of what they're doing is, if you're growing up now, you're not, you're not going to really have, to, it's going to be hard. You're going to have to Right. You're not going to ask for, I don't know, you know, for Christmas. You're not going to go and be like, ooh, you know what? I want I want this controller for my big, big present. Your big present is going to be one upgrade. And then you're going to have to save up for your birthday to get another upgrade for your computer. Like, it's, it's just not at a point where people should have to worry about, okay, I really have to pour like pretty much a year's worth of savings to be able to play at a reasonable level. Exactly. Compete with everyone. And it, like we were talking about, let's just bring it back to, you know, it's the 360 days. But I, I don't know. Like whether there's just a console that comes out in the next year or two, three years, I don't know that is going to be the dedicated console. I, I think that is the way we have to go. I love, you know, I won't lie. I, I never thought I'd be switching over to a PC from, you know, Xbox to PlayStation. But, I mean, it's, sure, it's fast. It's good for multitasking, but... Dude, not to mention this game, how many people have had problems with it just crashing? And that's the thing. <laughs> Don't give me started. It crashes only on PC. It doesn't crash on your console. Nope. So you're going to get a game. You can only, the, the league is on PC, but you're not going to, but it's going to crash on PC, but it's not, but we can't play console. Like, it, I, don't get, I don't get it. I mean, you saw, you I, saw, I you saw Nate Shot's, uh, you saw his video, right? Uh, no, trust me, I saw it. I, trust me, if I was Nate Shot, I'm, I'm done. At that point, I am done. You put days worth in, you are grinding for your fans. You are doing that for your community. Yeah, he wants it, but he wants to get that for his community. And he wants to, guess what else he's doing for it? He is marketing the game. So guess what? You should be saying, thank you, thank you. Not, okay, sorry, servers are down and you don't get it. Now go again. No, it, like, it, you fix it. We get this all the time, and we get it year after year. We shouldn't be dealing with this. I mean, I go back, fucking like, uh, sorry my language, but we go back in Vanguard. I had to go back and look at Vanguard for one, you know, to close out when we were closing out the season. Why uh, am I throwing it at nothing and it's bouncing back at me? Absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh. There are still areas. There are no leaves. You can hit nothing and it bounces back. Fix that. Like, it, it comes down to. Literally, everything we've talked about comes down to uh, competitive esports in the Call of Duty realm is literally just taking a dump or shitting on the common person. And not just the common person, but the common person that's trying to, to improve themselves and become at that next level. The level that they have so much money involved in, but yet 
they're they're allowing so very few people to even get to that level. Yeah, and, and that's why I use the uh, PLL is because Paul Rabel saw that happening. He was like, all right, what can I do to motivate these kids to want to pursue this in college because there's not much after college to do that. Okay, let me go ahead. I'm going to keep grinding in the MLL um, and then you know make the PLL for these guys so they have something to look forward to after they graduate college. There you go. Not go, um, all right, let's get the money for me, and yeah, we're good. Activision, thanks. Like, do we have to put this in words for Atari, like Atari words and Atari coding? I don't know. I truly don't know. Like, are they still coding shit in Atari Activision over there? Like, I know that's where you guys started out, but you should know how to code stuff, considering you were the first to do it. Hmm. Like, you were the first ones to do it. You should be able to be the first one to get your games out and your games out right. If you can't be the first one to do that, then at least be the first one to get games out and games fixed. Yeah. But they're not. They're not giving us anything. They're not listening. And But they listen to the pros. Just, Kind of. I, they're not. They're kind, exactly. Kind, thank you. Yeah, I was gonna say. Like, yeah, I don't know. They kind of do listen to the pros. I mean, Activision. I, I I don't know. I truly don't know. Like, I it could be their time. It generally could. Um, Let's hope they've been around. Um, but it, it would be sad to see Todd go. Um, you know, could another company ride continue on Todd? I mean, yeah, but storyline, everything. There, you know, we don't know what to expect from that. It's uh, it's just we want to see everything get fixed back to how it was when they were hoisting up that MLG trophy. And it's, that's really the downside. You know, I miss, you know, 2018. That was the year. 2018 was the last time. After mm-hmm. that, it just went downhill. Yeah, it's not... I don't know, man. Like I said, I think even though there's so much money involved and all that revenue they bring in, I still think it's in such a bad spot um, for all the reasons we talked about. And I think that's, I think we'll, we'll kind of end it there, kind of close it out there. But I just, I don't know, man. I just, it sucks to see that. Like, you see a, a sport that's growing in that trend, but like Call of Duty is just like, meh. Meh. Yeah. And it's sad, too. Yeah. I mean, because you see these other esports that were predicted to die out, spike, while caught dies. Yeah. Oh, man. Like I said, we've already been talking for an, almost an hour and a half, and we keep on talking. It's funny. That's a funny thing. Um, to, to, it's not, esports is not, not a lucrative topic. Like, you can talk about a variety of things that tie into it and, um, how it impacts things, especially 
uh, in the digital world per se, but, um, but yeah, I, again, I've, I appreciate you coming on finally. And, um, I know we'll be, we'll be talking soon for sure, but I will, uh, in the, the YouTube video, I will include, um, like your Twitter, uh, Litecoin kind of information there. Um, is there any promotional things you want to say as far as kind of like what Litecoin is going on? Um, just, you know, uh, honestly, everyone just give up the grind. If you're watching this, keep it up. It will get noticed at some point. Um, but no, it was awesome, you know, catching up. Um, look forward to, uh, you know, now talking again, welcome back at Northwood. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm actually at a, uh, full setup then. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, I, again, this isn't a bad bad situation. It's just it's, I think it's nicer for people to see a face. Um, but that's just I think it's it's better for content. But um, yeah, don't worry, I'll be in 4K next time. We'll get that 4K camera on me. We'll, we'll, even, we'll even zoom in so we'll start in a little. Lot. Don't worry, we'll we'll 4K that. <laughs> I can guarantee people are going to look forward to that. But yeah, uh, yeah Void, if you're. Yeah, Boyd, if you ever watch this, don't worry. I got you. I'll let you with That's awesome. All right. So, uh, again, Evan, thanks for coming on. Um, and for everyone here, I you know, I appreciate you if you're watching this video. Um, and if there's something that you enjoy doing digitally, you know, I, I implore you to, to, to find the roots to that. So, hope you guys have a good rest of your night. And thanks for watching.